Hi, it's Loes Adegeest. You're listening to the Quick Link podcast. I'm joined in the virtual Quick Link Towers studio by two riders, one of whom guests for Aji Desire, Citroën La Mondiale under 19s, and one who is on the squad permanently. I have Cormac Nisbet and Max Cushway. This will form the start of our series of interviews with junior riders across Europe. So I'd like to welcome Cormac and Max. If you both like to say hello and introduce yourself, we'll get going. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me on. Um, my name's Cormac Nisbet. I'm a first year junior um, from the UK, racing for High Wycombe Cycling Club and then guesting abroad for As You Deserve Citroën Under-19 team. Hey guys, yeah, I'm Max Cushway. Uh, I'm born in uh, Britain, but yeah, and I've been living uh, in Brittany for 12, 12 years and yeah, I've been cycling ever since uh, we moved here. So yeah, also part of uh, the AG Tour Citroen Under-19 team and uh, also part of uh, my local team, which is uh, the Velos Vente, uh, based uh, yeah, in the south of Brittany. Now, it's something I don't think many of our listeners realise is that when you tend to race in France for a... Uh, like uh, like a pro setup or a, like a proper team's junior side that you also race for a local regional team as well how does that work with your calendar max yeah yeah well even uh pro riders need to have a, a license underneath uh, one of their local teams uh, for me it's quite practical because obviously i can go and do all the international races with a day to to an under 19 team and uh also do all the federal races with uh, my local team and all the local uh, races and gain lots of experience from them and then move uh, move all the experience onto bigger races like international. Uh, we, we even do uh, the World Cup that uh, I took part in last year. And uh, yeah, and there's also the, the regional team who sometimes pick me to do uh, bigger French Cups and stuff. So Cormac, switching to yourself, uh, first year yeah. junior who's guesting for the team at the moment. How did that come about? Who made who made the call to who? How did you end up uh, on a French team coming from High Wycombe? Yeah, it's a bit of a lucky coincidence. Um, I've always been interested in the team and funny enough, I applied in 2020. Um, so I was applying basically to be a second year used just under their radar. Um, so I just I'd stayed in contact a bit and... Uh, a good friend of mine, Joe Kiley, who used to ride for Well and Wheelers. Um, yep. He rode for As You Deserve Citroen Under-19s uh, in 2021. And um, he said, just just get in touch. Um, he he gave me some contact details and sent over my CV. And then, obviously, this was after they'd made the official selections for the, the full squad. Um, so I just said, if you've got any guesting opportunities, um, just let me know. Here's my CV. And then, yeah, a couple of months down the line and just sort of got in contact a bit more, um, stayed in touch, had a video call, um, and then got invited out to the training camp in Girona, um, which just passed. So that, that's how it all came about. Very lucky in some extent, but, um, yeah, an awesome experience that, yeah, couldn't really turn down at all. That sounds fantastic. Obviously, the team lost a couple of English riders in Joe Keeley and Ben Peatfield this year, but you still yeah. have Max Cushway, which is why he's on the call as well. How have you found that? Have you found it important having a, a fellow Brit on the team to help you 
settling a bit or translate? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, both of those, both settling in and and translating. It's just nice to have a an English speaking voice there at some points, um, and definitely in the meetings to translate some bits. I am trying to learn as much French as I can uh, now. So Duolingo is getting a lot of screen time on my phone at the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's nice having an English voice to uh, to speak to, and yeah, we've been getting along really well. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a big help. Oh, lovely. We'll talk about your season so far in a moment. We'll just switch back to Max. Uh, this is your second year with that team, is that right? My second year of the team. So how did it come for you joining Ajudezea? I'm assuming two years ago, must have made the call to someone. Or was it local results you got picked up? Because I know you're doing quite well for, uh, is it VS Valetes? So, uh, basically, uh, as a caddy, which is youth uh, in English, uh, you the biggest race, uh, apart from the French Championships and the French uh, Cup, is uh, a um, the Trophée Medio, which is actually the manager of the FTJ team. But, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. yeah. Mark Medio. Yeah. yeah. His race is uh, it's like a series of races, and uh, people over in France come uh, came to do those races. So obviously, if you did a good result, uh, people recognise you straight away. And uh, yes, stage I managed to get second, and then got second place, and then finished on a third place on the TT. And uh, so basically, uh, in second overall, and um, yeah, the most uh, something that's about the age of two under nineteen team is that uh, I never really go out and pick someone and tell them to join the team. It's always up to the rider to come and to ask them the permission. And obviously, we uh, go through tests and have interviews and have to fill in forms. So yeah, that's how I I had to fill in forms and had an interview and even uh, had to do a few tests with a pound meter they sent me. And uh, I think my that's how it happened. Yeah, that's interesting that they ask you to apply rather than them knocking on your door. I think it's it's the difference between, you know, unless you're a Tom Pidcock or a Remco, um, it's kind of down to you to go out and, and, and get on the radars of these teams. Um, you know, it, it's difficult to say, but for, yeah, unless you're a wonder talent or have that huge publicity, um, yeah, it's, it's down to you to, to get on the radar, to make the connections and, and to get involved. Yeah, and I, I guess teams like that because it shows a bit of, um, bit of uh, like self drive and self motivation rather than obviously it's you know sixteen seventeen you you know you you don't have an agent who's going to go out there and do that for you lazily. Um, yeah, so it shows a bit of uh, what's the word like like a bit of spunk like you, you are actually going to go and work for this rather than just expecting it to fall on your lap. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just how you present yourself, I guess, as well. I mean. Um, you can have all the results in the world, but if you if you don't show them or you can't present yourself properly, then no one's gonna no one's gonna pick up on that, especially if it's not a national championship or or something like that. So yeah, I think it's just about showing you know what you're talking about and um and you have a, a bit of self belief and and can 
maybe back up the results as well. Um, yeah. I think that's probably equally as attractive to a, a team as, as just pure results. And Cormac, you backed yourself up with a result on Saturday or Sunday here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Um, it was a fun race in uh, the Primavera in Devon. Um, it was my my first road race or first proper road race um, on open roads. And yeah, it was really good fun. Um, about 10k in, I got caught up in a, a touch of wheels. So I was upside down in the hedge 10k in. <laughs> Not quite as uh, awesome as Alaphilippe's crash at Strada Bianchi, but um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, reshipped the chain, um, got pedaling, and then looked down about five seconds, thinking something doesn't feel right, and my bars were shifted about ten degrees to the left. Um, oh. But anyway, ma- yeah, managed to get back in, and um, yeah, we got in a, a four-up breakaway a lap later that just about managed to stay to the end. So yeah, it's a cool introduction to road racing. Um, and yeah, good start to the season. Yeah, we should point out that you did actually win that race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Max, how's your season going so far? Yeah, yeah, I've had a few, uh, a few um, things that have slowed my um, training, well, winter training down a bit. For example, uh, uh, a big knee injury that uh, started in the end of uh, last, the last season. But yeah, that started to get better, and obviously seeing. Uh, like my my kine, I don't know what that is in English, but uh, yeah, I've been seeing him every week, and uh, yeah, going through seeing doctors and yeah, going around seeing people and everyone giving slightly different uh, tips, and yeah, just taking it all in and been doing all these special exercises and musculation for all the joints and my knees, which is very weird, but it's been helping, and obviously putting all the red tape and. Yeah, the status get better now. Then I had COVID just uh, the week before going into the Spanish training camp. So at that training camp, I had to adjust it a lot. So, uh, but yeah, I managed to finish most uh, rides, just the the 200k ride where I cut it short at 150k. But yeah, yeah, it's it's been okay. So talking about that training camp. Uh, were you able to mix with some of the the older lads at all? Any of the under twenty threes or some of the elites or seniors? No, it was based just for the under nineteen team. So we got to see uh, a few more guest riders, but there there's there was a few that uh, there were a few that didn't uh, or couldn't come because yeah they're just a bit too far. Or... Yeah, so yeah, it was such a good opportunity to see everyone, and obviously in Spain uh, the weather was quite nice on most days for for example on the 200k ride uh um i think it got up to about 26 uh 26 degrees so yeah that was very good especially when you're living in Brittany and uh in all the time so it changes <laughs> but uh, it was raining a few days in spain <laughs> which is <laughs> quite where, where it hasn't been any better in hampshire uh for the last <laughs> two weeks to be perfectly honest <laughs> I probably wasn't in Devon at the weekend either, was it? It, it, it was dry, so that was the main thing. Oh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> Just about. So, I mean, uh, 82R under-19s are assembling themselves a pretty tasty squad, and the likes of Maxence Plas and Noah Isidore there as well. Yeah. What, if you can talk about them, 
as a squad goal for the year. We'll go into individual races later, if again, if you can talk about them. Are there any things on your calendar that you know that your DSs have probably highlighted it as we'll target this? Yeah, there's a, a few races where they've shown, uh, well, for me, uh, well, I don't know about Cormac, but for me, they, they've given me um, a few names of races, yeah, which I'm very looking forward to. And uh, most of them I haven't done yet, so it'll be new and it'll be all about um, preparing them and going through the data and looking at Strava rides from people who've done it in the past and seeing how fast people go up hills and yeah, then as we get closer to see where the wind comes from and uh, yeah, it'll be huge goals and just stuff to prepare. Cool, Mac. If I can come to you as a first year junior, obviously Max, yeah. second year junior, but we we had the thing where uh, Parry Roubaix junior last year, no one had driven it before because there obviously was wasn't one the year before. Yeah. Do you feel you're on a level playing field with the second year juniors because everyone's coming in fresh to things this year? Um. Yeah. To a certain extent. Um. I think it, it's difficult. Obviously you're still a year behind in development. It's not like training was put on hold for those guys last year. Um, so maybe, uh, yeah, from a, from a training side, I'm, I think there'll still be a gap between year one juniors and year two juniors, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I guess to a certain extent, um, it depends how much racing people have done last year. And it'll just be interesting to see in, in the first big races this year where, where some of the big junior twos are um but i certainly think on on the uk scene like some under or second year under 16s last year that are moving up to junior one this year um whether it was from the 2012 olympics created a bit of a surge of of second year under 16s um and and junior ones this year in the uk um i think are going to put on a bit of a show to the second year juniors um so yeah it'll just i think it'll be a good battle regardless yeah one of my favorite races here in the uk is the junior tour of wales um yeah have that nice august bank holiday weekend it's my birthday weekend yeah. very fun four days away yeah uh, i think yeah you'll see some fireworks that this year hopefully you'll be there <laughs> i hope so yeah yeah so for the both of you is there any specific race you're looking at either next i don't know if you can talk to me about start lists or the that personally you have yeah, an eye on circled something to work towards later in the year. Yeah, you go first. Max, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, my next my next race is uh, the first national road series in in Devon. It's very similar course to the one last weekend. Um, so that's this Sunday. Um, so that'd be interesting. Just be obviously my first national road race. Um, yeah, just go into it with an open mind and yeah, get the best result possible. Um, so yeah, my first my first national road series will be uh, the coming Sunday in Devon again. Um, that'll be Hadley, yeah. That'll be Hadley, yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see where everyone is. Yeah, just get some experience in in the national national series peloton. Um, it's quite a competitive start list. Uh, I know Josh Tarling and um all the fh mass uh riders will be there max have you got others coming up yeah it will be with uh the team but uh before that i've got quite a big um uh month of uh of federal races with uh, my local team 
So I've got uh, the Louison Bobet and then uh, the on the 13th. And then following that, I've got the Horn du Printemps on the 20th. And on the 26th and 27th, I've got uh, the Pinard Bed. So all three, um, yeah, three uh, federal races, which is, uh, I guess, uh, national races in English. And then, yeah, on the 3rd of April, got the Giro, the Di Primavera. So, yeah, quite a few races coming up. And that's in March. And then in April, I've got quite a few um, races with uh, the region. And also a race in Spain called the... Uh, well, I don't really know how to pronounce it. <laughs> 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 it's a it's a bass country name where oh, there's no vowels, it's X's all consonants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with some Roman letters in front. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> XS V one one one. Oh, I've had a few of those. I stick them straight to translate and go. Oh, it's the tour <laughs> of the White River. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in Basque, it's like Exterberich. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no yeah. vowels. <laughs> Is it <laughs> looking ahead towards the end of the season? Is there something you'd you're looking at personally, either a single race goal or just a general sense of achievement that when you look back on 2022, that's your thing to tick off for the year? Yeah, I think it, I guess the answer might be different for Max in terms of specific races, but for me as a first year junior, um, just going uh, go into it with an open mind. I mean, the the opportunities that have come in the last couple of months uh probably bigger than I could have imagined last year um and yeah I'm just really looking forward to getting stuck in um taking every opportunity as it comes and hopefully get some good results along the way and uh yeah just taking every experience um yeah only live once <laughs> YOLO Cometa <laughs> <laughs> how about yourself Max yeah, uh, well, yeah, as a junior too, so, uh, both years are for me quite different because as a junior one, I had quite a lot of bad luck with uh, crashes and yeah, just getting bad luck in general. So I ended up using my junior one year as just gaining as much experience as I could. And, and yeah, so the junior two years is going to be all about trying to get results and obviously trying to prove myself to be able to um yeah prove to the bigger teams uh after junior to to find myself a good team i think uh i've got quite a few races in the start of the season and hopefully in the middle of the season i can maybe rest a bit and then it will it will all come back uh, in the end of the season so it's quite a full uh, quite a full season but yeah, something that we've had to think about a lot because last year with uh, the COVID um, hitting in the start of the year, uh, all the races st uh, started, I think, uh, in July and uh, the classic desert, which was obviously a huge hit. And uh, it all, um, I was looking forward to racing so much that I had to do all the races all in one go. So every weekend I'd be racing and I'd never be able to rest. So that's what we're gotcha. trying to think about this year and think about the main goals and aiming for them and the smaller races, maybe either skipping or only using to train or 
yeah, that's uh, that's what we're trying to do this year. Yeah, it sounds a good plan. Rather than yeah, throw yourself at everything, focus on yeah. a few targets and build for them, and use the rest as yeah, not not recovery, but training and just race days in the legs and you know. Yeah, if you, that's it. If, because, if you're uh, DNF, you DNF. It's no yeah, yeah no hard feeling <laughs> at all, is it? Yeah, because so, last year I was trying to gain a gain experience, but also I was trying to um, get myself used to and trying to adapt to the junior racing speed because it's obviously not the same. And then there's also the length of the races, which which is really different. So I was just trying to get used to that, and by doing that, I was just making myself tired. So yeah, yeah. Every race I would start like maybe at eighty percent, and this year we're going to aim at being on 100% for every race. My coach last year, David Giro, went to um, the went to he's moved from the under 19 team to the World Tour team. So I've now got um, a new coach who um, who was just joined this year, and um, he also lives in Brittany, so that's very practical. So how do you both see yourself as a style of rider? Uh, Max, I know you're pretty handy on a TT rig. Uh, how would you describe, what's, what's like the perfect kind of race for you? In, not in terms of names of race, but when you see a parkour and a start list, what are you looking at and go, yes, this is a day for me? Yeah, obviously I'm not trying to, I'm not aiming for uh, races with huge mountain top finishes because I know that as a junior there's, it's not the same as youth, obviously, and I've managed to get used to that now. But as a youth, obviously, everyone's almost the same. But as uh, as you join juniors, it there really is different type of riders, and you start to see how how um, what kind of rider you're going to turn into. So there's these very small, small and thin riders who is just like that. That guy is going to absolutely smash it up this hill. And then obviously you you're like well for me example for example um I think uh, my ideal race is uh, maybe maybe a, a ten minute climb or uh but yeah I I don't really <laughs> to be honest no but, uh yeah yeah obviously not a mountain top uh, finish and and um obviously not a, a sprinter stage so anything between yeah. that should be okay. Like a yeah, not like a nice longer climb that you can get escape in a break and hold it to the finish, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, mainly um, managing to squeeze into a, an escape group and pushing on the, yeah, putting the hammer down with them and working as a a good group, and then maybe maybe escaping by myself at the end or yeah. beating them in a sprint, which is good. Yeah, Alessandro Covey style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself, Cormac? What kind of is there something you'd like to try and develop into, or feel that you've got the 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 grips of now? Yeah, I mean, I I was always wanted to be a climber, um, and that's definitely still the case. Uh, my passion has always been in in big mountains and and climbing. Um, and funny enough, we were in uh, funny story. We were in uh, Tolos in Mallorca. I don't know if you know the restaurant, um, but it's it's on the seafront in Porto Palenza, and it's got all of Wigo's um, like memorabilia up in there. Oh, cool! Um, yeah. And it, it's like fam- famous for for cyclists, basically. 
Um, and we were having dinner in there one night on, on a training camp just with my family. Um, and I must have been 11 or 12 at the time. Um, and you say, you say training camp. You mean, you mean holiday? Uh, yeah, holiday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we managed to bump into Shane Sutton in there. Um, and I, I oh, asked wow. him for a photo. And he said, yeah, let me just finish my dinner and I'll, I'll, come, and have, I'll come and grab a photo with you. Did he um, not say, oh, Stree, fuck off. no he was in fairness he was a really nice guy Um, he came over and had a good 15-20 minute conversation um, got a photo just asked asked what he wanted to do Um, obviously I said I want to be a climber I I, I love climbing Um, and you can imagine in uh, in the Shane Sutton way I'll I'll cut out some of the expletives Um, (laughs) but he said I've got got a bleep button don't worry (laughs) He said, uh, <laughs> you can be a climber, but if you want to be a, a GC man, we've seen the importance of time trialing now. Um, and yeah, from, from that point on, I just obviously kept on, kept on running the climbs where I could. Um, still what I love to do, but also fell in love with a bit of time trialing um, and just really worked for a couple of years developing that. Um, and yeah, that, that's probably my two favorite disciplines now is just climbing and time trialing um so i guess shaping for the future to try and become a gc rider um but yeah my 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 weight and my height <laughs> puts me favorable for a climber i'm not a uh, a big classic man or a sprinter for sure <laughs> i say there's probably a good six inches between you or so isn't there <laughs> yeah. yeah well probably a foot between me and Matt <laughs> I, I, was trying to be, I, I was trying to be nice <laughs> I was trying to be nice so I think we'll wrap it up guys is there anything else you'd like to say or, or express or get off your chest I mean I thank you very much for taking half hour out of your day to have a natter no. we'll, we'll obviously form this into part of uh, what I'm going to release as a series of uh, fortnightly or maybe monthly chats with some of the you know upcoming stars of the junior scene. So it's over to you to uh, either just say something else or wrap up or thank someone or uh, just be very amusing. Up to you. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks, oh thanks for having us on. Uh, it's both a pleasure. Uh, so you had, so obviously I, I knew, I've known Maxi for a wee while um, and then he dropped, when you were out in the training camp, he said, oh, I'm out here with Cormac as well. I was like, yeah. That's that's an interview we can do. This is this is going to be yeah. fun, you know. Three English Who's speaking lads. <laughs> <laughs> instant, instant Google. <laughs> Instagram. I was like, I was like, Cormac McCarthy. I blimey, he's, he's in his forties. <laughs> um, brilliant. No, thanks for having us on. And uh, uh, thank you, yeah, Thank you. Ho- hopefully, catch up after after some races and absolutely, yeah. Hopefully, with good news. Yes, of course. Well, we'll keep on checking on you and um, say we'll always shout you out on the show as and when decent results come your way. Um, Cormac, yeah, awesome. m- might see you at a domestic race over here. Um, I'm based in Winchester, so not a million miles for anything on the South Coast. But I know yeah, the Junior cool. Series tends to just do one Southern race and then just disappear into Yorkshire for six months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Max, exactly. Yeah. Max, if I can ever get out to a sunny Brittany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll see you there. Come and see the family. Yeah, I've got a room, so if you want to come, bring your bike and I can show you some nice roads. <laughs> oh, lovely. Sounds good. Is, does uh, Benji Peakfield still live quite close to you? Uh, 
Yeah, he's moved uh, obviously closer because he used to be uh, quite, he used to be um, a bit more in the south, but now he's in the Vendée, so his uh, uh, races at the moment aren't too far away from mine. Like, it's mainly uh, the Vendée um, team does uh, quite a few races in Brittany, so yeah. Mainly no, the, the bigger versions of, of the races that I do, so. Sure, yeah, of course. Well, I'm sure yeah. our paths will all cross at some point, but otherwise, you know, we'll obviously catch up with each other on a regular. Cormac, Max, thank you very much. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at Quicklink Pod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now. This won't age well in, in nine months when we come back and we're both sprinters and lead out train men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we come back 75 days. kilos. <laughs> <laughs> when I've got Greg Van Alfmer on the show going, oh yeah, thanks to Cormac and Maxi for that lead out today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> Just taking a one, two, three at, uh, what's uh Lombardia or something later in the yeah. year. <laughs> Yeah, next, the next time, next yes. time uh, some bigger stars on there. <laughs> no, not at all. Can't get bigger than you, Max. You're about six foot five. <laughs> 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 right. Oh, yeah, good. I-